the grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. The purveyors of misinformation are going to become the police of disinformation. That's today's topic on The Grid. Mercantile Mountain is an online e-commerce business that sells a wide variety of shirts, backpacks, hats, jackets, footwear, camping, sports, health, and home decor products. With unique branding, Mercantile Mountain desires to help you renew and refocus your life to your God-given purpose. I know the owner, Clay Carroll, personally, and I'm proud to call him a patriot and a friend. He has a heart for American small business, and he seeks to source his products with like-minded craftsmen, artisans, and businesses to bring quality products to his customers. Clay is a devoted husband and father and has the spirit of a kingdom patriot. Clay loves God and his country, thus the birth of Mercantile Mountain. Go to their website today to order your favorite products. That's MercantileMountain.com. Again, type in MercantileMountain.com to order today. Be sure to tell them you are a kingdom patriot. In order to expand our audience to like-minded believers and patriots, you have to tell them about us. How do you do that? I'm so glad you asked. Right now, in this moment, hit that follow button on your podcast and give us a five-star rating. Tell your friends and your neighbors about this community. Share any episode on your social media. If you feel compelled to share that photo of little Johnny who fell in a puddle, then surely sharing an episode of The Grid is just as easy. Help us today. Tell others about the Kingdom Patriot Group and this podcast, The Grid. Since this week's topic addresses issues and events of this past week, the news and review segment has been folded into our main topic. Thank you for joining us for this edition of The Grid. I'm Sean Griffin, filling in for host Chris Coleman. Today on The Grid, Musk, McCarthy, Jenkowitz, and free speech. Or, as I said in the opening, the purveyors of misinformation are going to become the police of disinformation. First off, we want to start with Elon Musk. The man surely knows how to make an entrance, doesn't he? First of all, as I've stated previously, I am a big fan of Elon Musk. I don't agree with his base motivation concerning the environment, but I am a great admirer of his well-thought-out strategy for transitioning a society from fossil fuels to alternative fuels and transforming our society to electric vehicles. I love the fact that he understands that for us to make a successful transition in a relatively short period of time, the price of electric vehicles and the cost of manufacturing must come down to a point where the everyday consumer can afford one. It's simple common sense. He works diligently to revise their manufacturing and reduce the number of parts in order to reduce costs. His strategy moves the price closer to the typical consumer while also profiting the company enough to build manufacturing facilities capable of scale manufacturing. Also, as I've said before, I enjoy listening to him in question and answer sessions. He is very to the point and can be rather humorous. But today we're talking about Elon Musk because he has stepped up to the plate and taken an heroic stand for free speech. He is risking a lot of money 
to take over a company that was not necessarily designed to be profitable financially. This past week, I heard some people refer to him as a savior. I must debunk that. Elon Musk is not a savior, but he has stepped into the role of a deliverer. A deliverer is someone who has a specific assignment to set a group of people free from a very defined problem. Jesus Christ was the only one sent to be the Savior. His death paid the penalty for sin for every human being that ever walked or will ever walk this planet. That scope is the largest scope of human history. Musk, in the role of deliverer, is simply opening the gates for the end of censorship and the reinstatement of those who had been bounced from the platform. Musk has made it clear that there are times when both Democrats and Republicans will be uncomfortable about what they read on Twitter. Free speech means the freedom for someone you disagree with to say something you disagree with. And since the Twitter buyout announcement, liberals and Democrats have metaphorically set their hair on fire. The accusations of racism and white privilege and every liberal tag that could be applied has come flying out of the mouths of talking heads like a horde of locusts. On one news show after another, the hypocrisy and bigotry of the left and the Democrats is surfacing like a fart in a pool. They are so out of control and out of touch with how they really feel about the situation that they're making bigoted statements without realizing that their statements are, in fact, bigoted. One lady over at The View said that Twitter will become a place for straight white guys. Now, if that isn't bigoted and racist, I don't know what is. Sadly, the folks on the left don't realize that they are using hatred, bigotry, and racism to fight hatred, bigotry, and racism. And the whole thing is covered with hypocrisy, like gravy on chicken fried steak. The key problem for Democrats and liberals is that the system has been rigged for them. Part of that system is Twitter. They have had a stronghold on speech and the ability to cancel anyone that disagrees with their agenda. Their bigger problem is that they have no workable solutions. And when their solutions are discussed in a public forum, they fall apart. If they can't get you to agree with them, they seek to control you, shut you up, or destroy you. I heard one guy in a clip this week say that the Republicans lie about everything. They will say and do whatever they need to to get their own way. They will stifle any speech that disagrees with their agenda to help them fix the outcome of any election. And I thought to myself, isn't that the devil calling the kettle black? The man failed to realize that he was looking in the mirror when he was trying to describe what the folks he opposes actually do. This leads us to the Biden administration's counter move against the Twitter move. And that move is called the Disinformation Governance Board, or the Ministry of Truth, a la 1984. But before we address that subject, I want to address censorship from the right and the internal workings of the Republican Party. To do that, I would like to introduce you to Frank Luntz, Kevin McCarthy, and the possible censorship thread in the Republican Party. First, Frank. There is a Republican strategist in Washington named Frank Luntz. He also serves as a pollster and strategist on behalf of some of the world's most left-wing corporations. Lots of folks do that in D.C., 
but he's doing so while simultaneously advising the leadership of the Republican Party. Frank works for Google, Nike, and Delta Airlines, among many others. As reported by Tucker Carlson of Fox News, several years ago, Mr. Lentz advised the makers of OxyContin on how to blame rural Americans. While thousands of young people in rural America were dropping dead from opioid overdoses. As Tucker charges, and I tend to agree, Frank Lentz is effectively a Democrat. In a video clip of his show, Tucker said, We know this because we've listened to him. Lentz typically launders his own opinions through the pseudoscientific focus groups that he conducts. But in real life, his views, make no mistake, bear no resemblance whatsoever to the views of actual Republican voters. Tucker wisely and rhetorically asks, How did someone like this wind up with so much influence in the Republican Party? Why do Republican officials listen more carefully to Frank Lentz than they listen to their own voters? Answer, partly because he is very close to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy of California and has been since McCarthy entered politics. Now to Kevin, the Minority Leader of the House and potential Speaker of the House should the Republicans win the House in the 2022 midterms. The Recording Apparently, a January 10 conversation between Kevin McCarthy and several high-ranking House Republicans, including Liz Cheney, was taped. The conversation included speculation about whether or not McCarthy would call for Trump to resign because of the events just a few days earlier, the infamous January 6th. McCarthy didn't expect Trump to voluntarily resign. My gut tells me no, he replied to Liz Cheney. So the conversation focused on the conditions under which he might urge the president to resign. On multiple occasions, McCarthy has made it clear that January 6th was indeed an insurrection. He has also bluntly expressed his view that the 2020 election was legit. He has a highly negative view of those who disagree. Here's the clincher. He has also expressed his agreement with certain Republican leaders being censored from social media platforms. We'll get back to that in a moment. In my personal opinion, based on his actions and his words, I find him to be a rhino. He's not hardcore rhino, which makes him harder to pin down. But the fact that he gets his advice from Frank Lutz and seeks consultation from Liz Cheney, I don't trust him. I firmly believe he is unfit for the position of Speaker of the House. I believe he would keep the Republican Party in constant turmoil, turning against itself rather than leading the country in the right direction. On the subject of January 6th, there were several GOP leaders that privately expressed their disapproval of what they thought Trump did to incite a riot at the Capitol. But publicly, they backed away from their private thoughts. I believe, and this is just my opinion, that these GOP leaders are also unfit for office because they have lied to their own constituents, to us as a country, and to save their own skins. The book, This Will Not Pass, Trump, Biden, and the Battle for America's Future, releasing on May 3rd, documents a conversation on January 10th between McCarthy and several House Republicans 
stated that he didn't think Trump would resign, but that he had a plan. According to the New York Post, the book, written by New York Times journalists Jonathan Martin and Alexander Burns, includes hundreds of interviews with lawmakers and other officials. He denied the conversation until MSNBC leaked the tapes and the world could hear McCarthy in his own words. What really disturbed me is that McCarthy had a meeting with a sizable group of Republicans this week and was met with applause and praise for his defense of the taped conversation. Can you say swamp? Trump commented on the tapes, expressing that he did not like what he heard, but the actions pondered on the tapes never took place, so he and McCarthy are okay. But the point I want to zero in on and return to is censoring certain GOP leaders from certain social media platforms. Oh, nay, nay. Free speech is allowable as long as we agree with each other? Is that how it's going to be with you, Kevin? If you keep that rhetoric up, you may find yourself home alone come Christmas. For the potential Speaker of the House to utter such nonsense renders him unfit for office. Now to the Biden counter move, to the Twitter move. The purveyors of misinformation are going to become the police of disinformation. From Fox News, DHS Secretary Mayorkas announced Wednesday before the House Appropriations Subcommittee on the Homeland Security that the DHS had created a disinformation governance board to combat online disinformation. The goal is to bring the resources together to address this threat. He curiously added that the department is focused on the spread of disinformation in minority communities ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. Recent polls indicate the Hispanic community is leaving the Democrat Party to vote Republican in droves. I will say this. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy did step up to the plate and tweet something truthful and useful on Friday. The same party that spent years promoting the Russia collusion hoax, spreading the Hunter Biden laptop story, and equated parents to terrorists, believes it has the credibility to control your speech. He added, Biden must immediately abandon his plan to create an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. Oh, and here's a butte for you. The newly appointed director of the Disinformation Governance Board is none other than Nina Jenkowitz. Never heard of her? Well, as they say in the South, you're fixing to. This from Wikipedia. Nina Jenkowitz is an American researcher and author specializing in disinformation. She has served as a disinformation fellow at the Woodrow Wilson Center, advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship, and as a supervisor of the Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute. She is the author of two books, How to Lose the Information War, Russia, Fake News, and the Future of Conflict, and her second book, How to Be a Woman, online. She was selected in April to head the newly formed Disinformation Governance Board of the United States Department of Homeland Security. Folks, hang on to something, because you're fixing to hear Ms. Jankowitz do some karaoke to the tune of Sound of Music. And believe it or not, it is directly related to disinformation. 
Brace yourself. Everyone involved in Joe Biden's new Ministry of Information is a buffoon. They may be evil, but they're also ridiculous. Nina Jankowitz is the most ridiculous of all. Here she is. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. It is clear Miss Jenkowitz's bias hangs in front of her, unmistakably, like the blade of a snowplow. You can believe one thing. The snow job is coming. Now for added measure, I collected a few thoughts from Greg Gutfeld. Jenkowitz questioned the legitimacy of Hunter Biden's laptop, calling it a Trump campaign product. What did this expert base her opinion on? Was it her own opinion? Or was it handed to her the way Joe Biden was handed the presidency? Was she aware when she spouted her disinformation that she would affect an election? Maybe that was the whole point? And later, when it's abundantly clear she was wrong, why didn't she own up to it? But she knew she lied to get Trump out and Biden in, and now she's running this thing. Remember, as much as they say they hate disinformation, the real doozies come from them. She expressed her concerns to NPR about more free speech after Musk bought Twitter and wondered if the First Amendment is a good thing for marginalized communities. I shudder to think about if free speech absolutists were taking over more platforms, what would that look like for the marginalized communities all around the world which are already shouldering so much of this abuse? disproportionate amounts of abuse. My final thoughts on free speech and the threads of censorship when we return. Interested in a particular topic that you want us to cover? If so, email us at admin at kingdompatriot.us. That's admin at kingdompatriot.us. We'd love to hear from you today. Welcome back. Final thoughts. It is imperative that we pray for our leaders, both elected and appointed. It is imperative we vote Democrats and their wicked agenda out of office. It is also imperative that we hold Republicans accountable. Lastly, it is imperative we retain free speech. We are in a spiritual battle, and if you understand Scripture, then you can see the activity of the enemy surfacing with Elon Musk's move to buy Twitter. This past week, they went on the record on one TV news show after another, screaming one false accusation after another at Musk and anyone who might agree with him. Anyone they would now label a free speech purist or absolutist. Their behavior is unhinged, a sign of demonic influence. The left and the Democrats have embraced darkness and attempted to legitimize sin for the past 30 years or more. A country that embraces and legitimizes sin cannot last for long, especially one like ours, which was founded on biblical principles. George Washington said, The Constitution is designed for a moral and religious people. Liberals and Democrats are no longer hiding their wicked agenda. The enemy comes out of hiding and throws everything it has 
just when it's about to lose, and does so because it has nothing left to lose. The good news is the Patriots win. With a clear head, we need to get involved. We need to vote leaders with wicked agenda out of office and vote Patriots into office. Those who seek to build the country, not tear it apart. As Sean Voigt has been admonishing us for the past year or so, hold the line. I leave you with this thought. To keep your freedom of speech, you must practice your freedom of speech. That's all the time we have for today. We'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of The Grid, a podcast production of the Kingdom Patriot Group. For Chris Coleman, I'm Sean Griffin. Till next time. Special thanks again to our sponsor, Mercantile Mountain. To purchase our products today, visit mercantilemountain.com. Don't forget to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, and your voice is needed. I'm Chris Coleman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Oh,